and you can quote this on me. There is no way the Orioles or Red Sox make the playoffs this season. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, there's, there's no way. There's no way. I, I set the bar really low at the NBA predictions. I don't think all Mavs fans look into the stats like I do. It's not the great value target brand toilet paper or whatever. It's the Charmin Ultra Strong. I don't know if Nick Nurse is the coach for the Raptors. I don't know if he's the reason why they won the 2019 championship. I feel like that was more of a team effort. The Mavs cannot say we do not miss Seth Curry shooting threes. This question is the, the firing of Dwayne Casey, who I think is a very underrated coach. To me, the Capitals really pushed all their chips for this season. Hello, I'm Mike Grimes, and you've been listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our NFL Opinions of the Week. I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by the uh, bet-on-yourself preacher, the man with the Packers who are under 500, Austin. Yeah, it's been tough. Our wide receiver core, uh, I expect it to be much better, and it's obviously taking a toll on all parts of the game. I also expected our defense to be better. But uh, it, it's it's kind of crazy what's happening. Uh, a lot of the older QBs are losing. Matt Ryan has been effectively benched, even though he started the season 3-3-1. Three, three and one. The Bucks are now three and four, but and everyone is blaming Tom Brady. But Tom Brady had the fourth most passing yards last week. I, I think it's more of just the team around him. For some reason, they get zero rushing yards every game. Their rushing attack is nothing. It doesn't exist. And I feel like that's a major reason why they can't have sustained possessions. And then their defense, I expect to play much better, but P.J. Walker showed out. Yeah, so uh, two things, those two things you mentioned, I'm starting to panic on Packers. I'm panicking the most. Not panicking on Bucks because of Tom Brady, but I can see why people are like going blaming Tom Brady because like he's been taking days off and he's been taking but his he time. Always and I has. Just, he always well, has. He always has with the like Bucks. More this year. Like I he don't took think it's 13. all that much more. Like, obviously, yes, he had that two-week break, but he had always been taking days off. And I don't know if his presence at a practice is going to change Sunday game. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's the reason. I can see why people are saying that. But to me, it's this is just being pointed out because they're losing. If they were winning, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it's, it's circumstantial. It's not because they actually think it's the reason. It's just... There's a just because there's a correlation doesn't mean that it's the reason. Yeah, I think it's their offensive line and just how many new players are on it because Donovan Smith is back. Um, you have oh shoot, who's that right tackle? Uh, worse, Tristan Austin. Worse, yeah, yeah, Tristan. You worse. have them, but that you had a new center who got injured last year. Well, your starting center got injured, so you have a new center. Yeah, you have a new guard. Oh, you actually have two new guards, right? Because Kappa retired, and the other guard... Uh, no, Kappa, did, Kappa didn't retire. Kappa went to the Bengals. The one who retired was... Oh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, Buck's guard retired. 
Oh, Ali Marpet. That that's okay. right. Yeah, Kappa. I think is on the uh, not the box. The Bengals. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Kappa went to the Bengals. So you have Mason Marpet. Um, you have new. Center. So I just think it's taking time for the offensive line to develop because Donovan Smith got injured. So you have new left tackle. So I think that's affecting Brady's time and injuries to the wide receiving core. Yeah, and last week. Uh, Leonard Fournette just had 19 rushing yards on eight attempts. That's a 2.38 average. This year, his average yards per attempt is 3.5. He is struggling running the ball, and you can either blame that on the O-line. You can blame that on the fact that uh, people aren't holding their blocks tight end-wise. I don't know what the issue is, but there definitely is an issue, especially the most notable game was that game against the Chiefs where three attempts, negative three rushing yards. And while uh, the Thursday night game against the Ravens will be tough, and I don't necessarily know if that's a must-win game. And the only reason why I say that is because their division is terrible. The Saints are not good. The Panthers, even though they won last week, I don't think are good. The Falcons are okay. But the Bucks should have zero uh, issue closing up that division eventually. Yeah, and that's so I why think I'm not it's, panicking. Yeah. Because they're leading their division right now. At three and four, but yeah, they are. And, mm-hmm. and the reason why I'm not panicking yet for the Packers is I feel like we can get it going. This is the first time Matt LaFleur has had any, any struggle winning games as a head coach. And obviously there's some new faces on both sides of the ball, and some changes need to be made. However, I think it's more the consistency – of playing with different players than you normally play with. I I'm panicking if I'm the Packers because I know like the Vikings could falter, but the they Vikings have the had receiver. bad games. The Vikings barely beat a Bears team that I don't think is all that good. Like barely, like last second touchdown, barely, and then they barely beat a Dolphins team that had Skylar Thompson starting at QB, and then got hurt, and Teddy Bridgewater had to come in. They barely won that game. I'm not confident in the Vikings yet because I haven't seen them dominate a team ever. Well, so I'm not confident. Or maybe I'm confident. I don't see them going on a losing stretch. For me, the Packers, that for them to take over the NFC crown, they have to go on a hot streak. They have to go 6-0, and which I think could happen if they make a move for a wide receiver. Or just OBJ's not good enough. Well, that's a move for a wide receiver in my mind. Like you add a just add a wide receiver to the room mm-hmm. via trade signing or whatever. Because then I think it will be fixed, and then you can do well. Um, since we're talking about quarterbacks and weird things, where do you stand on the Patriots thing? What they did. Mac Jones should not have played on Monday. He he did not look 100%. I still believe he's the starter for the future, but he did not look 100%. And to throw him into that game, I felt like, was disingenuous from the Patriots' part because he was not – he didn't look right. Did you watch the game on Monday? I watched a little bit, but I didn't. I just – someone else. I had plans. Uh, but – and I was like, ah, it's Bears and Patriots. That's going to be weird. So I just didn't, and then I was like, oh, okay. Mac Jones started, and then Bailey's happy, and I'm like, okay. And, like, 
where you stand on, I still side with Mac Jones, but don't do the dual quarterback thing. I know we've seen that with the Dolphins with Tua and Fitzmagic. I'm like, no. Just pick one, Belichick. I'm cool with waiting for Mac Jones to be fully healthy, then put him in. Or if you want to go with Zappy, play Zappy. Don't mix. Well, it's hard. It's a hard position to be in because he has an entire team on on, uh, relying on a decision he makes. And there's a lot of pressure behind it, especially a team that wants to make the playoffs again like they did last year. But I kind of want to transition to a team that you and I both thought were going to be terrible, and they are not. They have one of the best offenses in the league, the Seattle Seahawks. Kenneth Walker last week rushed for 168 yards and two touchdowns. Geno Smith has one of the highest uh, passer ratings in the league. What do you make of this? And now they play a Giants team that has had a lot of close wins. But what are your thoughts on the Seahawks? And then we'll move on to the Giants. I think it's really uh, surprising, and I didn't want to talk about them because they are winning the division, which is very shocking. With a winning record, too. Yeah, with a winning record. They're a very good team. Geno Smith just seems like a completely different quarterback. Like, he's making the right reads. He's making plays. It seems like this offense is really flowing, which is something I wouldn't think I would say after they traded away Russell Wilson. Here's something that I think people – uh, refuse to realize Gino never was a bad quarterback in my mind. What has happened is he's matured. He's making mature decisions with the football. He's deciding, hey, I don't need to force this. Let's just worry about getting a first down. I don't need to try for the touchdown. And he takes his chances when he does, and he's very composed in the pocket. He takes a sack when he needs to. He doesn't force a pass, but he also can escape sacks like Russ did. I don't People are so worried about, oh my God, this guy just had three bad games in a row as a rookie. He's now not the starter for the rest of his life. That's just not how we need to go about the quarterback position. People are so reactive to performances, even a terrible rookie season. And everyone's like, oh, that's it. His career's over. He should be out of the league. Why is why are we not starting putting this quarterback or whatever? It, it, we need to start taking time with guys that – have a lot of potential. And that's why, I again, the Bailey Zappi thing, Mac Jones is the starter of the team. He was a pro bowler last year. He led them to the playoffs. He's a good quarterback. Bailey Zappi may be as well, but Mac Jones is a better option. Thoughts on what I said? Uh, yeah, so I've actually been thinking about that because I've been thinking the Mac Jones situation. If they wanted to go the Zappi route, I would definitely trade for Mac Jones. Um, but where, like, I know first year – for sure, anything ha- can happen. Second year, okay, let's see what happened. Third year and fourth year is where I start wondering, like, okay, what are you going to be? The issue was there was no third year. In his first year, Gino went 8-8, eight and eight, and no, he did not play all that well. His second year, he, he was better. He was better. His first year, he had 12 touchdowns and 21 picks. His second year, 13 and 13. Not good, no, but improvement. The issue is the team went from 8 and 8 to 3 and 10 with him as a starter. So everyone's like, oh, he's terrible. But no, he was getting better. From 12 and 21 to 13 and 13, he was taking fewer risks. He was uh, he had a higher passer rating by 11. He was having 
a better season. And people only look at results as wins. If your team is losing and the quarterback is playing well, it doesn't matter. It's the quarterback's fault. That's a, It's a Zach Wilson thing right now. Zach Wilson is playing worse right now than Geno did his second year with the Jets. Zach Wilson, in four games, has thrown one touchdown pass. He has thrown for 110 yards last week and 121 yards the week before that. He is playing some of the worst starting football I've ever seen from a quarterback who is who's given no blame at all for, oh, he's playing terrible. And it's because they're winning games. And I don't think that's the reason why you need to look at, is this quarterback playing well? Yes. Is this quarterback playing well? No. That that should be the end line. But be, for the Bucks, Tom Brady's losing. He must be terrible now. He is washed now. That's what everyone's saying. But Zach Wilson is the future of the NFL, and he's playing atrocious. Someone called him the future of the NFL. Well, people have said that, that like the, the, that QB draft class that had multiple guys in it was Zach okay. Wilson. I, I wouldn't. I like Zach Wilson, but I don't. Tom Brady this last so. week had 290 yards. The past two weeks from Zach Wilson, he's thrown for 131. I mean, not 131, 231, which is still 59 less than Brady this past week. But it's only the result that matters. In the offense without Brees Hall, they would have lost that game. And now that Brees Hall is hurt and they trade for James Robinson, I don't know. We'll have to see. I think they completely fall apart. I think eventually... If Zach Wilson does not continue to play well, and I hope he starts playing well because I don't want players to play bad. But if he has another two weeks like this, unless they start losing again, I would start Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco was throwing for over 300 yards per game, had a ton of touchdowns, had a great comeback against the Browns, was playing well. Garrett Wilson has started to play more poorly, and I don't think that's his fault. I think Zach Wilson just can't find him because Zach Wilson cannot throw the ball right now. And whether Zach Wilson, you could argue, is maybe not 100%, didn't have a a full preseason because of his injury? Maybe. Maybe you're right. But if that, that's the case, he shouldn't be playing anyway because he's not 100%. I understand. Um, I would argue just play Zach Wilson through this year, see what happens, because they're not in like a winning mode. My thing with Geno Even is, with a 5-2 and two record? You're not trying to... Every season is important. To say that you can throw away a season just to try out this QB when you're 5-2 and two and not try to win... I think it's disingenuous to everyone who's not the QB. I would just keep rolling with Zach Wilson and see, unless it gets terrible. It's the Cooper Rush syndrome. Cooper Rush was winning games, and he wasn't playing great. He was playing fine. He wasn't losing them games. Zach Wilson hasn't thrown picks in the last three weeks. He hasn't. So he hasn't thrown them out of games. But he also has not been even close to the reason why they've won those games. Their defense and Brees Hall are the reason why they've been winning games. And then the Brees Hall's hurt, I feel like they fall off a cliff. Well, I'll be I'm interested in the Brees Hall. My thing with Geno Smith is the third year is when he got punched and broke his jaw, correct? Yes, but he, he played – he never started a game that year. Because they were like, we're running with Fitzmagic because we're winning right now. Mm-hmm. And then I think they decided to run it back with Fitzmagic. And mm-hmm. was, where did Geno go? Giants. So in twenty in his fourth year, he was with the Jets. His next year, he went to the Giants. The next year after that, he went to uh, the Chargers. And then he was with Seattle. But you also got to think the coaches that he's had have not been good. Like he had 
Ben McAdoo when he was with the Giants, and he had Rex Ryan, who did not care about offense at all, with the Jets. Well, yeah, and to me, outside of the Jets, wherever he went, it was like backup role. Giants, Eli Manning was still there. Oh, no, he started over Eli Manning. To break the streak, break yeah. The streak. Then he goes and they won, to... And, and, they, and they, they lost that game, but he had one touchdown, zero picks, and didn't play horrendous. Yeah. But again, but it, that, it was a bad situation. Like, Well, again, bad, Ben McAdoo yeah. was their head coach. But then he goes to Chargers, where Warrior. I believe it's... Rivers. Still. Rivers. Yep. I'm not going to start over him. Um, then then Seattle the past Seahawks. two years. Yeah. And, like, last year with the Seahawks... He had me, five just, touchdowns, one pick. To me, it just didn't – like, it seems like he's on a completely different level than what he was last year. I think he's just continuing what he did last year. Last year, he had a 103 rating, five touchdowns, one pick. He played well. Did they go one and two? Yeah, but I think that's because they didn't have an entire offseason with Geno. Now that they have, I don't think Geno's gotten better – over the last season. I just feel like he's actually just showing himself by playing more. There's not been a big increase in his play between last year and this year. Like I said, his rating so went up four. So you think he's still mature enough and making the right decisions as he was last year? I didn't pay much yeah, attention. He only threw one pick last year in three games. He's thrown three picks this year in seven games. He is still the highest completion percentage in the league at 73.5%. Yeah, to me, it's just, like, very good for him and happy he has had this chance. Now I'm interested where he goes from there, but uh, it's just very cool, and uh, it's it's very nice, and uh, it's a wonderful story for him and the Seahawks because now you look at Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. Completely You want to go, oh, Pete Carroll made it, except he didn't mess up on the run. You can't blame an entire career on one play. Yes, he made a terrible call there, but that doesn't mean you're a bad coach. You can make one bad call. He, he overthought it. People well, do yeah, that yeah. all the time. He's not a bad coach. He's not a bad coach. He's a Hall I'm of Fame. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a team, another team we need to talk about is the Giants. The Giants find – Giants always look – Bad at the beginning of every game, almost look terrible. Look like they're gonna lose, and then they round up the troops and they're like, "We're gonna go win this game by one score," and they do every time. They did it against the Jaguars, but here's my question: Is the Giants' offense good enough to beat the Chiefs? Oh, not the Chiefs, the Seahawks. I don't think so. The Giants aren't scoring many points. And when they do score, it's at the very end of games and close games where they're wasting a lot of time and running the ball with Saquon and doing all this other stuff. But Seattle is putting up one of the best offensive seasons we've seen in a very long time. They have, they're have they averaging 26.1 points per game. That's fifth in the NFL. And part of that was week one where they struggled and week two where they played against a 49ers team that still had a healthy defense. You take out those two games, and they've scored 23, 48, 32, 19, and 37. And that 19 game, they also won by 10 because their defense is starting to pick up too. I'm looking at Daniel Jones because I just think it's Brian Dable 
using what he has. I I probably say Seahawks win and beat the Giants tomorrow uh, or this weekend, just because I think Daniel Jones or the like I don't know how to describe it. Like it's he's faking us out with us going okay. Okay, maybe he wasn't as bad as he thought, but I just think that's the coaching and Brian Dayball making it work. Because, like, with Cooper Rush, that offense was built for him, and he did well in that offense. With Geno, I think plays have crumbled, and he's been able to make the best of it, and he doesn't make a dumb decision. I don't know if we've seen Daniel Jones... To me, he just plays in the system, and he's when he he doesn't usually throw throw the ball out of the pocket. He'll just run. So I don't. I really believe the Giants are going to crumble, and maybe the Seahawks game is the start of it. Because I don't. I believe their record is just like they did have some couple wins, but I just think they got. I just don't think they're real playoff contenders. If that makes sense. And here's where we get to the question, like, how far can the Seahawks team make it? They play against the Giants, and then they play against the Cardinals team that keeps getting in their own way. I know they beat the Saints, but the Saints look terrible. I mean, you said if they... Say again? That's when Dalton had a rough... Yeah, yeah, two pick sixes, back-to-back possessions. But uh, you said if they beat the Chargers, they're legit. Are the Seahawks legit? Oh, yeah, they're definitely legit. And I think they probably will win. They should win the next two games, given how well they played, because you're playing the Giants team, which I don't really believe in, and the Cardinals team just seems to be in shambles. So you should win those games. Let me also say this. I think the Seahawks-Giants game should be Sunday Night Football, not Packers-Bills. Now, obviously, that's a you're probably going to get more people to watch the Packers-Bills, but a 6-1 and Giants team heading to a hot the Seahawks team that's one, that's three and one in their last four games in Seattle, a great environment to watch a Sunday night football game. I would argue that should be the Sunday night football game. It should be, but um, I think from what I understand, they're before the year, and it's hard to change them out. I th- I think they only have the option to change out games in for after week fifteen. So I would. I would be happy unless the Packers turn around and then it's a really close game with the Bills. But um, the Giants game will be good. Is it a noon game? No, it's 325. Oh, interesting. That should be the game most people get, I would assume. I guess 49ers-Rams is a good one, but I don't think the Rams are all that good. Oh, I think that's America's game of the week. How is the 6-1 versus 4-3 team, not the game of the week, but the 3-4 versus 3-3 is? Well, I think they decide early on. They're like, okay, Niners, Rams, NFC Championship game, we want that game. Okay, so well, that's hard. a terrible game of the week. This thing. Well, Comparatively. Is the Seahawks and uh, Giants game Fox? Yeah. Huh. All the games at 325 are on Fox. Oh, because, oh, Jim Nance and Romo must be at noon. Yeah. The primetime CBS. Well, there's also like, the 3 There's also a 3 3.05 game, and that one's 
on CBS, but that one's Titans versus Texans, and I highly doubt Romo is on that one. Yeah. If Romo's on a noon game, he's probably on the Cowboys. Oh, for the second week in a row? I'd assume so, because you, I guess you do, you could do Cardinals, like the three and four Cardinals versus the five and one Vikings, but the five and two Cowboys versus three and four Bears that just won on Monday night. It could be either, I guess. There's not many great matchups this week. Try, yeah, I'm trying to see. Oh yeah, you're right. It is. They are on the Cowboys. Jim yeah, that's what I thought. No wait, that's Lions and Cowboys. I'm looking at the wrong week. Okay. Messed that up. Let me check. Yeah, I was on last week. Okay, uh, it's Adam Amin and Daryl Johnson for Chicago Bears versus Cowboys. Jim Nance and Tony Romo are covering uh, the Pittsburgh and Eagles game. The 2-5 Steelers versus 6-0 Eagles is... The Romo game? That's what this website says. I don't know, man. That's a weird, weird game. Six yeah, and over two Kevin and Burkhart five. And Greg Olson for the Niners Rams game at Fox. You have Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez for announcers for Seahawks. Mark Sanchez. But yeah, so I just okay. think it's they made those decisions before the season started. And I don't know if there's that much flexibility in the season. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why they wouldn't be able to change it, though. I'm not quite sure, but I remember there's like money involved and just the marketing. Because they were marketing Sunday Niners Rams. But I think in week 15, they can change it. Well, eventually they're going to need to, especially if uh, the Seahawks keep winning. Yes, very true. And then, so we talked about the Seahawks. Eagles had a bye. Bills had a bye. And then, oh, Christian McCaffrey trade. What do you Mm. think? I love the trade. I think it really makes their offense versatile, and I know they lost this past week versus the uh, the Chiefs, and they didn't necessarily use McCaffrey to his full potential, but I feel like he just needs to grow in the system, and they'll be fine. Yeah, and I think Kyle Shanahan needs time to develop formations where he can have Christian McCaffrey in the slot, Debo in the backfield, because I think it's just another chess piece um, just to help – their offense do well and get guys open. And George Kittle had a phenomenal game. So that's it should be a fun offense if everyone stays healthy. Yeah. And uh, I think this is already true, but Trey Lance is out for the year, right? With, with the yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely out. Okay. So it's the Jimmy Garoppolo show. Yeah, I believe it, which just thanks for him because it's another year. He needs another year of development. Um, and he's recovering from the injury. Yeah, I believe he had surgery on the ankle. 
when it first happened, and they were like, yeah, he's out for the year. Okay. Well, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, we'll have to see. And then um, Cowboys made a trade. Who else made a trade? Are there Cowboys got a 320-pound lineman. Can't the, think of anything, any other NFL trades. Can you? Yeah, I don't of know any? of any. No. But. Oh, okay. We had the Matt Ryan, which is just weird. Um, I'm interested in how Sam Ellinger plays, but I don't think it's going to do well. Matt Ryan hasn't even played all that bad. It's the team around him. I agree. It's just... Oh, yeah, James Robinson traded, which happened. But uh, yeah, I but just think the O-line yeah. didn't really work out. Wide receiver core hasn't lived up to it. And their defense has just struggled. Yeah, there's not much for me to say. I don't really know why there's the problems. A lot of people thought that their team was going to be really good. The Jonathan Taylor injury definitely hurts, so. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. I thought they would be better, but I didn't think of them as Super Bowl contenders. And again, they're three, three, and one. It's not like they've struggled. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Okay, so yeah, I believe that's all the trades. James Robinson is interesting uh, because they only got a sixth round pick that could become a fifth round pick, but uh, and then that I just feel like they're just makes the, an, they're just fully on the ETN train. Yeah. Which I, which I understand, because I know they invested more in ETN, but uh, I just thought you could run. Do James Rom to me is more of a power back than ETN out of the backfield. Yeah, because that's kind of how I view the Cowboys' backfield. Zeke is more running, and then Pollard speed. Mm-hmm. So. We're not pushing the panic button on the Bucks. I'm pushing the panic button on the Packers. Any other team you want to add to the panic button? I mean, uh, the Broncos were already there, but the Broncos, there are a couple losses away from the season being over. So they need to get it together. They're playing a way too good of a division to uh, waste time. And... I think the Raiders, I mean, they're, those are both teams that have been on our panic button for a while now, but if you're going to make it back into the playoff picture, you got to start winning. What did you think of the Chiefs' offensive performance uh, against the Niners' defense? Well, the issue is the Niners still have a lot of injuries, so I don't really know what to think about anyone against the Niners. But I, I like their using of Pacheco. Uh, I think they, they've been running the ball a lot with uh, – McCole Hardman, he had two rushing touchdowns in the game. Oh, yeah. So, there's just so much versatility. Juju played well. It was a great game for them. But I, I don't think it was. Good. It was like, I don't remember. Yeah, that. but those were just what I came to expect. Like, I when I watched the game, I mean, that's just what MBS does. He just has a couple, like, 60-yard gains, and that's all he really does. But, I mean, that's the reason why you have him. It's just for those huge gains, he can help flip the field. And with the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes can keep the uh, play alive for so long that it's hard to guard those guys for an extended period. Yeah. 
so that's all we got. Um, we'll see how this sh uh, week shakes out. If there's another big trade, which I think there will be because of Carolina um, talking about kind of trading some of their players, seeing what they get. Oh, and then Taylor Heineke. Man, he's not going to be traded, but I forgot to mention him. He looked good. He played okay. I don't think he was really the reason why he won. He threw a pick six, and he almost threw another one. But uh, I'm glad to see him get another chance as a starter. I know it's because of Carson's injury, but still. Yeah, I would rather have Heineke than Carson. To each their own. Yeah. So that's all we got. Let us know what you think, and make sure to check out other videos from our channel. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.